Hello, and welcome to the Intersectionality Research Hub podcast series from Concordia University. This episode features conversations on the topic of digital memorialization, funerary practices, making meaning of loss, interventions in grieving, and representations of death as part of our series documenting the 2018 fourth symposium of the Death Online Research Network. Dr. Jo Bell is from the University of Hull. She is one of the organizers of the Death Online Research Network Symposium 4. Her work focuses on suicide memorialization online. So Joe, tell us a little bit about your work. So I, uh, so, so, the, so the work that I've done is on suicide memorialization online and how people are using Facebook in the aftermath of a suicide um, and also to uh, memorialize uh, their loved ones, to stay connected to their loved ones um, and stay connected to their friends and relatives who knew the person who died as well and also um, to, in some cases, many people using uh, the internet and Facebook sites in particular as a way of um, uh, raising awareness um, about suicide and campaigning um, um, for suicide uh, prevention. How do you find these people when you do the research? So we work very closely with an organisation in the UK called Papyrus, who uh, are probably one of the leading suicide prevention charities for prevention of young suicide in the UK. And Papyrus was set up probably early 2000s-ish, initially by a group of parents whose own children had killed themselves. And they've grown and grown and grown. They're now quite a formidable force. So Papyrus helped us a lot with finding people um, who uh, could help us with our research. We were looking for people who had, who were using the internet, using Facebook sites, so people who had built uh, online memorials to those of the loved. We wanted to speak to people who'd done that and who were using them to find out what motivated them to do that, why they were doing it, how it helped them, how it didn't help them manage their trauma and grief and stuff. So Papyrus helped us a lot with it in terms of finding people. And another organisation in the UK called SOBS, which stands for Survivors of Bereavement by Suicide. And again, another national organisation. So between the two of them, they found us participants who were willing to take part and share their stories with us. So how do you um, look at the mediatization of this phenomena? I'm thinking here about... You know, these recent spat of programs particularly that are popular now on Netflix, which are which, you know, have been accused of actually encouraging teens mm. to suicide. How do you look at that use of technology compared to the technologies that you've looked at in terms of bereavement but also in terms of helping youth? Um, we've not looked directly at those things, but there is a lot of controversy and concern around those types of programs because of the uh, suicide contagion effect, which is a very well-known phenomenon, sometimes also known as the Werther effect, which is a thing that happens all over the world. This, the Werther effect comes from a story. The story is one of unrequited love, so um, the protagonist in the story um, kills himself. 
using a particular method and it was noted that many people who read the book went on to, to kill, take their own lives in the same way as those that were influenced by the, the storyline and we see that happening there was a phenomenon um, around another book called Final Exit which I think was based in New York and again the protagonist of the book kills himself he shoots himself and then you know after that was released and published there was this kind of spate of people doing the same thing and you know kind of finding a copy of the book at the scene or the, a copy of the book being mentioned some kind of suicide so linking that to to the death so so there is this big concern about suicide contagion there are um world health organization guidelines for responsible reporting of suicide in the media and that you know those guidelines are about saying don't glamorize suicide don't be very graphic about the, me the types of methods that are used and that's all because of the the uh, the contagion effect or the imitation effect or the or the uh, uh, the weather effect but i am quite interested like i mentioned yesterday about how how facebook is used for all sorts of i mean we looked at we looked at people who were who were bereaved by suicide but there was a there was a case um just one that i know about because i read quite a lot about it a couple of years ago a young man in um, not far from here in leeds took his own life shortly before christmas but what he did was post his suicide note on facebook told everybody what he was going to do killed himself but in the in the note that he left he left a note to his girlfriend to say where to find her christmas presents and a message about who you know wanting someone to look after his dog and stuff and i think that that side of it was what the our national media or the the tabloids in particular, the less reputable media in the UK, picked up on that. So what they did was they published the story, but they published his Facebook page online. So you could go on and there was like screenshots of, you know, him and other stuff from his timeline, you know, pictures of him that he had on Facebook. So so that was a massive breach. You know, it goes against every media guideline for sensible and, and, and responsible reporting, reporting of, of, of suicide. And that was very recently that that happened. So, the, so, the, so, so this story then kind of went viral, you know, it was reposted something like 11,500 times. So what effect is that, you know, who's, who's reading that information? Because people were reposting and I did read on one of the reports saying that it had prompted most of, the, most of the, and these are random strangers by the way from all over the world who feel then the need to comment these, these, uh, uh, and post stuff, that, they, that their opinions about it to the relatives uh, of this guy who's died and apparently most of it was not negative stuff it was expressions of shock and grief and sympathy you know but occasionally there'd be ones that weren't which then prompted the family to to send something back clarifying you know because they've been offended by it upset by it so that's the sort of thing that, that interests me, actually, is how all that happens. What are people doing? How do we contain it? Should we contain it? How is it affecting people? How does it impact on people? How do we ever find out? You know, actually, is this, does this mean that this could influence a suicide at the other... Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What about the other part of it, which is in terms of therapeutic grieving? Mm. Just about everybody. Well, everybody we spoke to talked about that, you know, the positive aspects of it. It allows people to stay connected. So we spoke to people who often use their Facebook sites to stay connected with the dead person, so they actually speak to them. And um, someone spoke about it yesterday, didn't mm -hmm. they? So, yeah, lots of that going on. It feels very real. You know, it tends to be that in the initial aftermath of a death, people go on there to express their shock and grief and so on. 
and then over time they just go on and perhaps it might reduce down to sort of special occasions like birthdays and anniversaries where people will go on and say stuff. But for the for the um, closest loved ones, it was really important to see that other people were still remembering. You know, one woman saying what she likes to see is that he's still included in what his friends are doing. So her son died, her son killed himself, and she's, she uses it to stay in touch with his friends. She likes to see that they've graduated from university because that's her link to him, you know, through his friends. And as long as she's in touch with them, she's got some sense of him around them. And they still include him, you know, so they'll talk about him and they'll, they'll invite him to parties and things on Facebook if there's a thing going on. He's, not, he's still there in their group, and that's really important for her. So we had lots about that sort of thing, really helping people to um, stay connected and, yes, yeah, get a lot, a lot of comfort and solace from that and, and supporting each other. What about youth who sort of counsel other youth against suicide? Well, there was that sort of thing going on. That's what, that's what, you know, when we talk about people helping and support each other, that's exactly the sort of thing yeah. that people were doing, you know. So, so they were able to perhaps spot people who were looking as if they were going downhill. You can spot them. You can find them because they're, they're, the sort of content of what they're saying changes. Uh, and then, then, then people will reach out. People reach out to those who... And, and lots of people saying, well, I ended up sending, uh, getting involved in helping organisations like Samaritans and sending links and sending inspirational stuff um, to help, you know, to help support them, whether it'll be a poetry or music or something. And just an awful lot can be done just in terms of lifting someone's spirits to know that someone else gets gets what's up, you know, and can encourage you to just cling on for a little bit longer because it, it won't stay the same and it'll get better. So, yeah, there's lots of that mutual support thing and people reaching out to each other going on, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff about how the online, the digital era or this particular digital turn has sadly taken people away from each other because you see a lot of people walking around with their cell phones and not talking to each other but talking to the cell phone Mm. Um, and like you know hilarious examples of people sitting at dinner alone but with their cell phones and and not even interacting with the person next to them so how would you what do you think about that kind of sort of like the penetration of social media into everyday life you know I think about this a lot social media has it's transformed the way we relate to each other hasn't it Um, but it's also transformed the breadth and depth of who we can speak to who we connect to who we can connect to as well there's this this thing that I always bang on about, and I write a lot about it, seems to come into just about everything I write, is the online disinhibition effect. Mm. Some psychologist coined it, a guy called Sula. So he talks about how online interaction is different to face-to-face communication. So we can online, because of what he calls the fantasy, invisibility and anonymity aspects of online communication, it frees us to, it, or disinhibits us to, behave in ways that we would never do in a face-to-face interaction so we can say more intimate or shocking things because we are not faced with the consequences of what we've said right in front of us so there's something about that that enables us to distance ourselves from any kind of empathy that we might have so if it might, I might think something real horrible about you, but I'd never say it to your face. A, because I wouldn't want a punch in the... You know what I mean? You could, yeah. you could react. I would, I would get a real-life, in-time reaction back from you, whether it would be something that you know, upset you or whatever. But I'm, I'm free to do that online, because that's not going to happen. I'm not going to see what your reaction is. And, uh, and if, it, if it's going to be a violent one, 
um, I escape it. So I think it's really interesting. It has it's massively transformed, you know, how we relate to each other. It's huge. Intersectionality is a term coined by black feminist legal theorist Kimberly Crenshaw to explain how people at the intersection of different marginalized identities are invisibilized, ignored, and or subjugated by power. The Intersectionality Research Hub is a project headed by Professor Yasmin Diwani with financing by Concordia University. You can find more information on Facebook or at intersectionalityhub.ca or by coming to visit us in person at Concordia.